Welcome to the AP Podcast. Today we have uh, a returning AP Podcast member, Dan, and a new member that I'm very excited to um, introduce, Thomas Monk, right? Yep, perfect. Perfect. All right. Hey, these guys are two very, 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 very knowledgeable guys um, with fitness, nutrition, all that stuff, and I'm really happy to have them on. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about electrolytes, um, different carbohydrate sources and what they do um, with your body physiologically, maybe even psychologically. Um, Also, we're going to cover some recovery stuff and uh, sleep going into that. So to hit it off, guys, um, let's talk about some electrolytes. What do you you guys think the main ones are uh, when people are starting to get into the weight room and trying to maybe put on some muscle mass? Uh, Let's start with Thomas. What do you you think? So um, first off, my name is Thomas Monk. I want to thank Austin for having me on the podcast today. Um, and then I just want to preface this. Most of what I'm going to say is just based off of personal knowledge, what I've tried myself, what I've tried with clients. Um, and then obviously through talking to yourself and Dan, just some things that we agree on. Um, so my biggest and I think the most publicized electrolyte is going to be sodium. Um, just for the simple fact of the intramuscular swelling, the Um, nutrient partitioning that it has with carbohydrates, which obviously we're going to talk about in a little bit. And then just the fact that it aids in increasing blood volume. So for everyone who wants a cheap hack in the gym, I guess, to help them with the pump and with blood flow, I know Austin, you and I agree on this. And um, I'm pretty sure Dan does like one of the best vasodilators, and for those of you who may not know what that is, it's just the expanding of your blood vessels in the gym, is pickles, right? So you have a serving of pickles that's about 300 milligrams of sodium, and that's, I would say, more than enough to help you get a pump in the gym and just to help bring nutrients to the muscle. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Um, the pickle the pickle magic I've been going on now for a while. What do you think, Dan? What do you suggest? Do you think sodium is the most important? Or do you think otherwise maybe, maybe potassium? Yeah. So um, I think it's very hard to say which one should be like the hierarchy. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, pickles, sodium, that's actually the, the original Gatorade, uh, but they couldn't actually sell pickle juice. So they had to make, make it into something else. But um, no, so, I think the key to it all is getting the, the balance of them. Um, Cause if you notice, if you go too crazy with sodium or um, load your potassium, you might have a difficult time getting a pump um, or even feeling the muscle contraction. So um, differences in, in calcium chloride. Uh, but if you, if you try to just ignore one, one or all the rest, uh, you might find a little bit um, funky results in the gym. So more or less, if you try to just get a balance. Um, and what would you say that balance is? Where do you start to see the ratio uh, being? So a good, um, I hate talking in absolutes, which I know we said last podcast, but so if, uh, 
I've got someone, I always look at their environment, like what type of uh, training they're doing, whether it's summer, winter, what have you, how much they're sweating, what type of person it is, because we all know those heavy sweaters that are just like dripping. You don't even want to ask them to spot you on like bench press because they're going to drip on like those, those guys. They obviously need a lot more um, electrolytes in their diet. But you hit up leafy greens and get through, um, you know, the minor electrolytes in, through their diet and then their um, carbohydrate sources, whether they um, pull in some uh, carbs that have potassium in them, uh, that's a huge help, and then salt their food. And so yeah. if you're necessarily really going into the weeds on your diet, like looking at the nitty gritty, you can kind of start shooting to see what's a good ratio for you. For strength training, you might be doing more of a two to one sodium to potassium um, and those are the ones you, you really want to balance. Um, and it, someone like an endurance uh, athlete, they might actually be uh, okay running a um, one-to-one because I think the carryover is uh, for performance-wise is into your blood pressure, which we can go on uh, afterwards. But, uh, but yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, go ahead, Thomas. Um, just to piggyback off of what Dan said, a good way to figure out how much sodium and how much potassium you need, um, like he said, is going to be based off of the consistency with your diet and look at the nutrient sources that you are consuming. Because I know like in the physique realm, everybody tries to either fall into their own little camps. So you have the clean eaters who are going to eat nothing processed. So while that is very nutrient dense, you are going to get an abundance of both micro and macronutrients. You're also going to need to add certain things to your food that it may not have. So for example, if you're having white rice, white rice isn't going to contain a large amount of sodium, if any at all, based off of how it's prepared and how it's stored and how it's cooled versus if you were to, let's say, utilize, um, for rice cakes. Okay. So based off of the fact that they're processed and that they need to, um, be maintained in a bag in a store for an extended period of time, there is going to be some preservation method involved in that, which will be sodium. So let's say you have 44 grams of white rice that has zero sodium. And then you have 44 grams of rice cakes that has, we'll just say there's a hundred milligrams of sodium. Don't quote me on this by any means. But like, let's just times that by four, that could have 400 milligrams of sodium. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so based off of that, just kind of see how your body responds. And then what are you drinking a day? So how much are you going to the bathroom with regards to how much you're um, salting your foods? Because what you put in, your body's going to flush out and then once you flush it out, you need to replace it. It's not just like, hey, I put sodium on my first meal today. Why didn't I get a pump at the gym at five o'clock in the afternoon? You know, so I think little variable traits like that, um, in addition to, like I said, the water and then your food sources would definitely aid in figuring out what works best for you. And then working with a coach, they could obviously make on hey why don't we try um a grill just to see how you respond can you guys hear me 
my connection getting a little unstable. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. you're good. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree with all of that stuff. And I actually wanted to dive into the water a little bit because that's a huge component. And I know we can go into carbohydrates too, because that's a huge component also all playing into one. But um, I guess with sodium, potassium, all that stuff, but we're talking about sodium right now. Um, do you see a certain ratio? I know that um, it's going to depend on muscle mass and body weight, all that different stuff for fluid intake, what I do at least, compared to their electrolytes. Um, let's go, Dan. Can you explain, like, for the people who are listening, why um, you, you can't just salt your foods and, and think you're going to get a huge pump, but how water plays a role, like water follows sodium and, and, and explain maybe the mechanisms behind what's going on? Yeah, some of it sort of starts in the, the gut. Um, and they, they look at, I mean, go every step of the process, gut, uh, small intestines, uh, bloodstream, cellular membranes into the mitochondria, uh, creating what the usage of water is and um, what type of ions it needs. But uh, the nitty-gritty is more or less um, – you're feeling comfortable throughout this process. If you're getting cramps or anything, you, you, your osmolarity might be off um, in your gut. And they say uh, even something crazy high in, um, in sodium, if you're just down in Gatorade, um, no, no water in between. As we know, Gatorade is a very high concentration. So um, that's why they say cut it with uh, water. But um, even that, if you're doing that all day long, you can kind of get the runs uh, from that. Some of the runners or endurance athletes, guys doing um, some all-day event. Uh, but so if you're feeling good and then you're, you're not getting any cramps, you're obviously simulating it. But um, yeah, and then once it gets in the bloodstream, you're looking more or less, more or less at your uh, blood pressure, whether that's uh, regulated for something endurance based or um, it's okay if your um, plasma volume that's necessarily what you're trying to get from a sodium pump plasma volume um, sodium concentrations are higher than normal uh, so it's it's a higher ion concentration in your bloodstream um, allows more carbohydrates glycogen um, to pass over that cell membrane uh, all the components of, of uh, transportation are available to there's no hindrance in that so your body's op, operating as fast as it possibly can um, you're, and you're providing all the necessary ingredients for it so um, so yeah uh, not as much um, not as important I should say uh, knowing those the nitty-gritty but um, I think to prioritize hitting a higher sodium having potassium um, as well to balance that and then uh, being able to understand blood pressure, how it plays a role and how sensitive you are. Cause everyone um, has a salt sensitivity to them. Uh, kind of goes back to their aldosterone um, hormone mm -hmm. from their adrenal gland that kind of regulates blood pressure, um, plasma, sodium plasma levels and potassium levels in the bloodstream. So kind of goes back to understanding your rate of change and your sensitivity, um, which you can kind of test out throughout the uh, way. Um, I know we all do refeeds, 
kind of like play with sodium on those refeeds, um, practice loads, practice peaks, such like that for physique athletes, practice runs for um, endurance athletes, anything like that. But uh, understanding blood pressure and how it plays. And for us that are just going into the gym um, for weight training sessions, every single day can be a, um, a test, more or less, that you can play with because uh, it changes that much. Um, so uh, I would understand the rate, how, how you respond to it, and, um, and then play with increasing water, decreasing water, increasing sodium, decreasing sodium, getting those uh, potassium, high potassium carbs in your diet, some leafy greens, something green, vegetable um, for the rest of the electrolytes, electrolytes earlier on in the day. And you should have your bases covered and you should be able to hone in on a pretty advantageous um, mix for your uh, pre-training mm -hmm. period. Thomas, you want to add anything to that? I mean, you pretty <laughs> much hit the nail with everything. So, um, really, I mean, oh, go ahead. The best, like Dan said, the best thing that, like, just the average person, because I know I work with a lot of general population clients. So, um, like, I tell them go like, all right, this is what we're going to do for a refeed. Half of them are going to be like, what's a refeed. So I think more or less, whenever I work with a client, um, something that I always try to tell them is let's stick to consistency and let's stick to some type of adherence. So whatever's going to work best for them in terms of food sources, in terms of how much water they're getting, like rather than trying to manipulate water or manipulate sodium levels with just a general population client. Like my biggest thing is let's just stay consistent. And then in your training log, write down how you feel. So if you feel that today you are fatigued or today you're full of energy or you had a great pump in the gym, that's when we can then go back and kind of um, peel the layers back that added up and see what they did differently on the day where they felt awesome versus the day that they felt terrible and they weren't able to get a pump. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, one thing to that, like yeah. once, once you find that, that's, I, I like what Thomas said about writing notes in your logbook because I know we're both a fan of jotting uh, notes down. And so your body feeling and how the like muscle contractions were such and make sure that's on that training day because then you can look back and you know that that could have been when it was 32 degrees out then now all of a sudden it's 85 degrees out it's in the summer and um you know you might have sweated out some some of your water just grocery shopping that day because it's hot out or something so you have to play with that it's always a moving target so um and as you play with that you can start to find out oh man when i'm losing uh, water. My diet is, is pretty decent. I just have to increase my, my water and salt my food a little bit more and my potassium and, and the other electrolytes are still in those ranges and stuff. So, um, sounds like, sounds like kind of measuring even blood viscosity and, and like you're saying, blood pressure and different things going into the training session are all variables you can mark down on that sheet. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think to, to be honest, I think that's one of the best assets someone who's looking to change their body composition can do just so concerned with, okay, well, where's my body weight? 
or how much did I bench today or how much did I squat today or how much am I going to lose this week where they get lost in these bigger pictures that they forget it's all of the small things added up that are going to elicit the biggest changes. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes total sense. So I know we're kind of covering both a performance and adherence kind of back and forth right now. Um, let's throw in some, some carbs. So obviously we're going to get some electrolytes from carbohydrate sources. Um, I know me and Dan talked a little bit prior. And also I talked to you, Thomas, about this, just different uh, – mechanisms but let's go into how to get those electrolytes and you know the main two i guess we could throw in calcium you know but i'd say potassium and um sodium are probably the biggest two right now what carb sources and when do you guys think to structure those sources um throughout the day to to uh maintain that balance that you're trying to find so let's start with thomas well, before we get into that, I do want to um, just throw one more electrolyte in there that I think really does need to be addressed is um, magnesium, mm-hmm. just because it does play a part in almost basically every cell function and every body process that we have. And I've noticed um, with myself, and I kind of did some experiments on myself, and then um, just some of my clients noticed the same thing too, that like if you're fatigued more often than not and your sodium and your potassium are um, on par and consistent. Um, anxiety. What I was doing was I was supplementing with a um, magnesium citrate prior to going to bed. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the supplement Natural Calm. Yep. So basically, it just magnesium helps to relax the body. It kind of takes the edge off. So what I finally did was I did some research and I found that magnesium glycinate actually produces all the same effects. But the difference between the two is magnesium citrate. If you take too much, you'll end up spending the night in the bathroom. It'll just kind of come say- out of you. We're making weight for a powerlifting meet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, whereas the magnesium glycinate, um, it just kind of relaxes you. It um, takes the stress away, and it really does help with those suffering from like anxiety and things like that. And now, when you think about trying to cut weight and the acute stress of cortisol from all of your daily personal obligations, things like that. Like all of these things could be hindering your ability to stay hydrated. So what I started doing is the daily recommended magnesium glycinate recommendation is 400 milligrams. So what I did was I'll do um, 200 in the morning and then I'll do another 100 at lunch, at lunch, I'm sorry, and then 100 at night. And I've just found I've never felt better in terms of, overall stress levels, overall hydration, everything like that. And because my hydration is now better and with the consistency of the sodium and the potassium, I've seen far benefits in just overall daily life and then performance in the gym. So that's just something that if someone's sodium and potassium are on par and they're still experiencing um, the fatigue from stimulants, 
or just overtraining um, or not recovering properly, if they're still getting muscle cramps. And then like Dan was saying, if they throw in more sodium and their blood pressure rises, that's when I would just look to supplement with magnesium just because it is so prevalent. And if you're eating the same things day in and day out and they're not rich in magnesium, then obviously you have some type of deficiency which needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something that would be really well conjunction with some adaptogens, if anything, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Do you want to add anything to that, Dan, about magnesium? Um, it sounds like there's different um, compounds you can take to get magnesium. I've never, uh, like myself, gotten too deep into magnesium stuff. I've had people with like hormonal stuff or like sleep uh, problems and stuff like that that help um, along with like GABA and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Do you want to add anything to that? Sure. Yeah, no, you're exactly right with the trying to get to sleep. Um, if they want to stay away from a like a sleep aid, like a melatonin or something like that, uh, magnesium zinc is another natural way of um, not a natural calm, like uh, a supplement name. But um, the only time I've ever thought to add it into performance reasons, um, unless someone were you know trying to find a problem, um, a solution to a problem, was for long distance endurance races. Uh, um, I mentioned the other time I had one guy that was going to do a 24 hour, um, Spartan race. And yeah. Um, so in that sense, yeah, yeah. So, um, in that sense, you're, you gotta look at the type of training again and look at total system view. What's going out has to be supplied by bringing it in. Um, and usually trying to hit it before the body's in need. So in that sense, that guy's uh, metabolic output was going to be so great um, that you do need to actually supplement some of these um, these electrolytes to make sure that they're in the diet. Because um, the other thing is with some of those races, if you're just pounding peanut butter or like some of those goos or um, – <laughs> they might be not as uh, micronutrient dense, I should say, or um, deficient in some vitamins, minerals, as you're just pounding carbs throughout the entire 24 hour day. So towards the end of the day, you're, you're cramping, you're doing, so taking, um, there's all sorts of different supplements, but yeah, electrolyte tabs and stuff like that. Uh, and I had him on magnesium as well at, four hour intervals throughout the day. But yeah, so something like that, you look into um, making sure they can keep their peak output. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sweet. Well, let's transition then into carbohydrates. If you guys are all good with the electrolyte stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess uh, let's go into, you know, Obviously, we could talk about different glycemic index carbohydrates and stuff. Me and Dan kind of covered that last time. So I want to correlate it to the actual electrolytes. So, you know, me and Dan, we were talking about during the day with the potassium and sodium. And um, hold on a second, guys. I got a pop up here. Press for time, apparently. Oh, no. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you guys get that too? That 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah, there's for remaining time. Yeah, we have a countdown here. Oh, God. 
Maybe I should just upgrade. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, 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 we'll do part two. We'll do this part two. This is just the teacher. Inside. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, what if we signed off? I was going to say, what if we signed off and then just signed back on? Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably do that when it's good. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, so actually, let's just end this part one <laughs> with the electrolytes. And then let's just hop off right now and then get back on and keep going into the rest of it. All right, perfect. <laughs> Sound good? All right. Roger that. Roger that.